Hello, this is Danielle Freitag with Jenna DeYoung, Real Talk Podcast, encouraging faith and inspiring restoration. Sharing tips, tools, and talk, we're exploring a biblical worldview that empowers and prompts faith in action. and episode 14 of Real Talk Podcast. This is Danielle. And Jenna. Yes. And actually, right, we recorded a podcast yesterday. And now here we are again and just have the incredible opportunity to talk with author Kristen Jensen. And I I really want to just jump in today because you guys, as we are recording this podcast, it's actually Human Trafficking Awareness Month. And um, as many of you listeners know, this Real Talk podcast is um, an Action 169 podcast, and the Action 169 organization is really committed to addressing commercial sexual exploitation, um, problematic substance use, and we do that through prevention, intervention, and then also provide restorative care to those who've been impacted. So prevention is a really big piece to addressing exploitation. And years ago, um, I had the opportunity to go to the End Exploitation Summit, which was incredible. And there I got uh, my hands on a book called Good Pictures, Bad Pictures. And this was a, a book that you know, I brought home. I, I, I you know, I, I didn't look at it right away, but when I got home, I started reading through it. And really thought, wow, this is this, like every, every parent needs this book. And so Mm -hmm. our organization purchased, um, a couple bulk, excuse me, bulk orders, (laughs) um, bulk orders of good pictures, bad pictures. And we have been able to not only share that through our shop, but then when we are, um, meeting with parents or we're, we're doing talks on preventing the hypersexualization of children, we share this as a tool. So today we actually have the author. Thank you. Yes. The author of Good Pictures, Bad Pictures, Kristen Jensen. And she is the number one best-selling author of this book, Good Pictures, Bad Pictures, um, uh, which is a read aloud uh, series book. There's another one I know, right? Don't you, there's another one as well. Mm-hmm. Um, she is the executive producer of the Brain Defense Digital Safety Curriculum. CEO of Glen Cove Press LLC and founder of Defend Young Minds. And we'll we'll make sure and get the listeners connected with you after this. But Kristen, um, welcome to the podcast. It's it's so nice to to see you, to officially meet you. And um, I just want to start right away with a question. Is that okay? Sure. Yes. All right. Thank you for having me. Here it goes. Okay. So why? Why did you start writing books for young kids about pornography? Yeah. How does a nice girl like me get involved in this? (laughs) I never wanted to, but then uh, we moved to a new town and I met a woman who had a large family and she was trying very hard to keep her children kind of cocooned from the world and protected. And, um, but unfortunately, um, her, her oldest son, they found out that he was, um, molesting, sexually molesting his younger brothers and sisters. And pornography was definitely a part of it. And so 
I talked on the phone with her for hours. And then uh, when I woke up the next morning, I just had this thought come into my mind. Um, you know, how are we going to warn the young children? And, you know, at that point, my kids were in college, but I knew, or I hope one day I'd be a grandmother. And I thought, what are we going to do? What are we going to do? So I looked around, got on Amazon, you know, got online and could not find anything. I thought there'd be like several books that I could buy one for her to, so she could warn her younger children. And so I thought, well, you know what? I have a degree in English, so I should just write this book myself. <laughs> and uh, I I started it. I had a lot of help. I thought it would take a couple of weeks, but it took three years. Sure. So that's the starting of that, that whole yeah. thing. And then I had parents coming and asking me, well, this is for like seven to 11, the one that you just showed. Um, but what about younger kids. And I'm like, what? Um, and then I looked around and I noticed every three-year-olds on a tablet or an iPad. And so I wrote uh, Good Pictures, Bad Pictures Junior, um, a simple plan to protect young minds. And it's very much more simple, fewer words, but the two books have the purpose um, of giving kids a foundation so you, kids need to know a definition of pornography. What it? What is it? So a simple definition. Then two, they need to know why it's harmful. And so they need a warning. And um, it's very simple in the junior book. We like to say it's picture poison. And, and we kind of use that analogy of you don't, there are some things that you can, in, you know, ingest that are poisonous for you. Well, this is picture poison. And then third, we um they need a plan they need to know exactly what you want them to do when they see this because it's really not a matter of if it's really a matter of when and they need to be prepared so a definition a warning and a plan and that's just the basics but it gets you gets that conversation started and then they know what to do and then you, then you can be you know their mentor you can help them uh, because you have opened up the conversation with them. Yeah. Yeah. That's so good. That's so good. So the book contains a definition, a warning and a plan. And the plan is so important. And I love what you said. It's not a matter of if it is a matter of when, and I believe, um, statistics have changed, you know, through the years, but I believe it is that the average age is about 11. I mean, is, is it like an average age is 11? You know so they've done a couple of studies and it's, it's people like remembering back, like how old was I mm. when this happened? Now, sometimes, you know, I remember seeing a Playboy magazine. Do I remember exactly how old I was? No, I could be wrong by a couple of years. Yeah. So that's the problem. They're retrospective. They kind of look back and we, we rely on memory and we know that memory is, is problematic. So, um, so there was a, a study that was done in 2004, even before the iPad and the iPhone came out, that said 11 in the group that they studied. This, uh, uh, there was a one that came out with, um, uh, I'm sorry, Common Sense Media, and they just did one. And they looked at 1,300, they 
they surveyed 1,300 randomly chosen teens, ages like 13 to 17. And um, the average age was 12. Okay. But I honestly, I get so many reports of younger children looking at pornography that I just, I'm kind of like a little incredulous. I think that number is, is a conservative estimate. Yeah. Um, But in that they said 15% of them had seen it before the age of 10. Yeah. Uh, So, you know, knowing how toxic pornography is and how it gives kids such a wrong idea of what sex can be and I would say should be yeah. a healthier version. Um, they, it's such a toxic version of sex. So I think that, um, yeah, I don't know. I wouldn't wait. I wouldn't wait till 11 to talk to a kid about pornography. You yeah. are like every year you wait, you are just basically, um, you know, you're crossing your fingers. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Yeah. That's so good. That's such a, a great um, leeway point here. I'm going to share a very brief story and then I'm going to hand it over to Jenna. She has a really neat testimony to share with you. Um, my, mine is more or less the, it's testimony, but it's, it's kind of the opposite. Whereas, um, you know, I remember being a younger girl and coming home from piano lessons and there was actually um, ripped out pages on our, lo- like they must've came in from the wind somewhere um, but it was a Hustler magazine. And at that time, Hustler was one of the most um, graphic, if you will. So that was mm-hmm. my first um, picture of sexuality. And I didn't tell anybody. And the, and the, mm-hmm. I mean, there's, there's a whole story here. But what I love about your book is it does, it gives the plan of when you see something, say, you know, say something. Because that secret, keeping that in um, as we know, is so very harmful. So Jenna, I know you've got a, you've got the next question, but you also have a, a neat testimony. Yeah. So um, it's really amazing because Danielle had shared this book with me. She was like, you got to have this book. And, you know, Kristen, I homeschool my youngest three kids. And I'm probably a lot like that mother that you first described where, you know, I really do try to protect and set boundaries, you know, for our kids. We live in one of like the safest cities in our state, probably in the nation, probably in the world. We live in such a great place, you know, Um, lots of families. It reminds me of when I grew up, how I could run and ride my bike up and down the road and it was just safe, you know, and you know, all of the neighbors, every house has four kids in it and it's just, it's fun, you know? Um, but you know, we tried to set boundaries with our kids. There was homes that if we didn't know personally know the parents and didn't know what was going on in the home, we would say, you know, just play outside. Let's not be going inside, you know, just try to trying to protect our kids. Mm -hmm. And, you know, my youngest son, Leo is five years old and he had came up to me and I had actually just read, um, the junior book, Uh, the junior. Mm -hmm. Yep. With my kids. And I kind of questioned like, should I be talking about this to my youngest who is five? But I felt like, no, like this, like I want them to hear it from me um, before anything happens. And so we read the book and I I just love the simplicity of it. And even for my two that are a little bit older, nine and 10, it was a great book. And we talked about it. And then um, fast forward one day, my son, this is literally within a week of reading the book. Like the timing of this was just like unbelievable. 
um, that my son had asked me, Hey, can I go ask if one of my friends could play? And I said, sure. And so he went to go ring their doorbell. Well, the child was in the garage and there was a TV in the garage and the child had had a remote and said, and was playing around with it and like talked into the remote and pornography had pulled up, um, on the TV. And my son had done what is in this picture right here <laughs> and covered his eyes and ran home, ran down the road and came and told my husband and I, and you know what, at first I was like really heartbroken, number one, because of just this thing that like stole this purity from my five-year-old child and knowing that the average age is 11 and my son is five. And for me personally, just being a believer, I was just so mad at the enemy that he just tried to get into my children's life like this. But then I had this moment where I just broke down and I was actually weeping that I was so thankful that this book had gotten into my hands because he knew what to do and he did yeah. the right thing. And he covered his eyes, like it said in the book, he ran home and told his parents. And so I just, and we were able to pray with him and we were able to, yeah, have conversation, open up conversation with, you know, the family um, in our neighborhood and just, you know, open up that conversation of like, we want to keep our kids safe, like, you know, and mm -hmm. anyways. And so I just wanted to say, thank you. Number one, it really uh -huh. has impacted our family. And so my question, which we were kind of leewaying into is, is what do you think that the best age is to begin talking to your kids about pornography? It's one week before they see pornography. <laughs> <laughs> yes. <laughs> so you can't really know that. You can't really know that, right? It's like trying to time the stock market. <laughs> it's worse than that, actually. So, um, uh, yeah, it's, you know, you almost had me back in tears, too, because I've heard these, I have heard similar accounts from other mothers who who's like read the book and then a few days later they go to school on the school playground some kid comes up with you know some third grader comes up with the phone and said look at this you know and this one boy said went back to his mom and said I was scared but I knew what to do and isn't that wonderful that we give them that like confidence they know what to do they know that they're not a bad kid because they saw a bad thing they know they're not a bad kid and they know that you are open to talking about this. This is one of the best gifts you can give your children. But I have heard this. Well, won't it just make, you know, my kid more curious. And so we as mothers, especially like, can I find something to be guilty about today? What can I feel guilty about? Like, let's just, you know, own the whole thing. And Put the weight of responsibility for every uncontrollable thing on your shoulders. I would say that it is better that your child have some introduction that you get the first word in, that you open it up and you say, now, you know, this is a decision that you have to make. Whenever you see something, you need to come to mommy. And this is what I expect or daddy. Um, but ultimately, it is a child's decision. Um, but I sincerely believe that they're going to be curious. Now, maybe it's going to be a year from now. Maybe it's going to be two years, whatever. But they're going to be curious. And they're going to find this. And it's going to be presented to them. And I just think as soon as you have access to the Internet, as soon as a kid has any access to the Internet, 
that would be the best time. And I live according to that. I have junior, I have two little grandsons now. And um, I read this book to them. Their mother has read this book to them from like the age of two. Um, We just don't, we want our kids empowered with knowledge and with a plan. And uh, you warn your kids about other dangers, right? So definitely you should warn them about this one. Yes, absolutely. So good. So listeners, um, hopefully you're already, you know, uh, hopping online to find where you can get the books. We'll talk about that. We're going to share where, but I do have one more question for you. Um, I I actually just could continue this conversation, but (laughs) one, one more question. So how, how would conversations about pornography change as children become older and learn about sex? Um, well, that's a really good question and they should change, right? So you start with this basic level when they're younger, but even when they're older, like, you know, if you have a nine-year-old, you've never talked to them about porn or 11, you, you should define it because you cannot assume that your child knows the definition of that word or a lot of other words. I talked to a, a young man who, uh, who was being molested by his brother and his brothers, his older brother and his older brother's um, friend and his mother asked him one day, she must've gotten wind or something. And she says, have you been molested? He didn't even know what that meant. Right. So important to define terms. Um, but, uh, okay. What was the question? Oh, oh, the, the age. Yeah. 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 So, so yes, they need to continue to like, we have, um, we have, this brain defense course that is for seven to 11. Mm. And that is something we made an addition for families. And it's these um, teenagers that are teaching it, right? Not me, thank goodness. Um, But these teenagers, and when they get this really positive uh, teaching from them, Mm -hmm. um, they just love it. They love these these, uh, kids, we call them the brain gang. Yeah. And to keep their brain safe. But like, for example, introducing conversations about how pornography fuels and is linked to sex trafficking. Yeah. And, you know, every time we click a link uh, or tap, you know, on a button to go to pornography, we are voting for sex trafficking. We are voting for exploitation. Um, I'm starting to write a book for 10, 11 to 13 or 14 And um, these are the things they need as they get older. They need more and more powerful arguments because they're going to face, you know, they're going to face the temptation and they're going to face peer pressure uh, to use pornography, to look at pornography. And um, if they in their own mind can have some really strong reasons why they don't want to be showing up in the world as voting for porn, voting for the exploitation, especially of women, and even, um, you know, for children, because there's so much porn made with children um, that is, you know, child sexual assault material. So yeah, if they don't want to be voting for that, they're linked, right? Yeah. So we can't have one without the other. And that's how I would. Um, and then as I get into teens, I mean, Honestly, Fight the New Drug has a great uh, Brain Heart World docuseries that is good for older kids. Mm-hmm. Um, and we just need to keep those conversations. You know, a lot of people that 
subscribe to Defend Young Minds, they'll use that articles that come out as, you know, talking points to have a conversation with their kids around the table or in the car um, to just keep, you know, or, or social media posts on Instagram, Facebook, Twitter that we put out, use those things, use those things as, as talking points for your kids. And even if they are like, I don't want to hear about this again, too bad. <laughs> like <laughs> I'm your mom and I, it's my duty, like as your parent to, yes. to tell you this. And at some point you're going to be, I used to do this, like, here you are. You're a baby to 18 years old. And these are, you have to kind of live under our rules, but then all the way, you have all this time to, you know, to be <laughs> a mature adult. But um, in, in this time, I have to teach you about these things, just like I've taught you to like not to run out into the street and taught you other safety things. This is really important that I need to teach you. Yeah. So it's, it's really so it's such a gift to give to your child to open up because I have talked with so many people that they've had nobody to talk about. You know, they, they, they've got the signal. Don't talk to mom about this. Don't talk mm. to dad about this. We don't want that. We mm. want them to feel open. Yeah. To be able to come to you. Absolutely. We need to fight. We need to fight for our children more than the world is, is, mm-hmm. is fighting for them. I mean, that's the reality as parents. Yeah. And so parents, you, you know, you were just given, um, just the tools, if you will. And we encourage you to pick up these books. There's two of them. Um, so again, good pictures, bad pictures, porn proofing um, today's uh, today's young kids. And then Jenna, what's Jenna? I know you've got the other one sitting right next to you. The name of the other one. Yeah. This one is just good pictures, bad pictures, junior. Yes. Yeah. So, so good. And so I know there's th- there were a few other questions and I, you know, I kind of want to get into maybe, maybe one other, just, we've got it. We've got a little bit more time. Can can I do one more question? Is that all right, Kristen? Sure. Okay. Oh yeah. Okay. So, um, you know, you just think about, um, tablets, iPads, all of these things. And we, we talked a little bit about this, but, um, you know, many parents have filters, um, on family computers, uh, don't those offer a lot of protection? How do most kids get exposed to internet pornography? Well, we know it can happen through tablets, but what what's the solution to that? Is there anything um, that you could share as far as that goes? Yeah. I think parents would love to hear that. Sure. I totally advise parents to do filters. You can do a Wi-Fi filter. Um, one that we uh, think is pretty good is Griffin. Um, you can do a um, a device filter, um, and and you can do parental controls. And I think you should do all of them. One of the filters that we like is based on AI, so it's a um, artificial intelligence. You've taught a computer how to recognize pornography, and so it's not like a list of websites that have porn. It's more they have to keep up with. It's more like hey, whatever is coming through the screen, it looks at, if it's porn, it blocks it out. Like before you even see it. Okay. And so it's amazing how quickly it can do. So that's called Canopy. That's one of them. Um, So yes, use filters. Do not believe (laughs) that, do not believe that now your child is safe from pornography. Okay. Because those kids, um, they can go to, 
a lot of libraries they can even go to. Um, they can see it uh, on a friend's phone, even if they don't have a phone or <clears throat> don't have a phone that, that could get to them to the to, yeah. to pornography. Yeah, yeah. We have to, so we have that's to equip where the, them. Right. So that's where the internal filter needs to be developed at the same time. So it's a two-pronged, uh, it's definitely do the hardware because what does that say to your child? It says, mom, dad, they're they're serious about this. They've yeah. got this, you know, Wi-Fi, they get done. They've, they've taken the time to figure out all this stuff. Um, they're serious about this. Um, yeah. So maybe it really does matter. But I also would say, don't present it to your children like we're filtering this so you can't get into porn. <laughs> you know, you won't, you wouldn't want to do that. You would want to say, we're filtering this so our whole family is protected. Mm. None of us want this garbage in our lives, in our brains. We're yeah. filtering it to help. But again, there's just no filter that's perfect. There are um kids, kids are smart. And they learn how to get a VPN and get around it or how to go to, you can go to Google Maps. You can find out where like Pornhub is. Sure. You go there, you hover your little thing over it, pops up a link. Yeah. Bing, there you are at Pornhub and away you go. Yeah. So, I mean, there are so many tricks. You need to teach your children you need to develop a disposition in your children that they don't want to look at porn. Mm. They, you don't want to look at porn. That 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 this is something that will harm them, and that they can have a happier, better life without it. Um, so, yeah, both filters and internal filter. And again, you've yeah. got to persuade your child because they will be able to yeah. access this if they want. Yeah. So good. So this is parents, this is equipping you, um, again, defend young minds. So I'm, I'm assuming, um, our listeners, right. You can, you can find the book at defendyoungminds.com. Um, Kristen, a Jensen also, I'm sure I, I know the books are on Amazon we've, we've had to, um, yeah. even, even though we buy, we, we, we buy purchase, um, in bulk order from, uh, Glen Cove press. Um, uh, but I know yeah. you can also get the book on Amazon. Um, any, any other places we can find you, Kristen? Yes, Instagram, Facebook, Twitter, LinkedIn. We're on all these social platforms. So whichever one you like, uh, we are there. And um, I have a whole team that is helping me to get out our message and to get out uh, tools uh, for for parents and and grandparents and pastors and teachers and you know anyone that loves a kid. Anyone yes. that loves a kid. Yes. Like I said, that you know, yeah. from the get-go, like this is a book. Parents, you need this book. So pick pick it up. It's yeah, gonna equip you. It's amazing to me because when I wrote the book, I thought, well, it maybe nobody will ever buy it, mm. but it'll be for my grandkids, which I didn't have at the time. Um, I just thought I will write it. Cause I felt like I should, and, and it'll be at least for my grandkids. And I have to say it has, it has gone through word of mouth. Like there is so much word of mouth and I really appreciate you sharing it on this podcast and also sharing it with your friends and family. It's, um, 
it, it does help you. It's a very comfortable way uh, to do it. And my heart goes out to all parents. You are in a tough fight. And I just want to make it a little easier. Well, thank you so much for that, Kristen. And um, listeners, um, until next time, this is Real Talk Podcast with Danielle and Jenna. Jenna.